Hey fellow entrepreneurs, welcome to Buckets and Boomgates with Kim White and Carrie Zarb, where you get to be the fly on the wall in weekly conversations that are designed for you, the entrepreneur. Business can be hard, and doing it alone is even harder. That is why in this show, these two business owners will share across the globe what they have experienced so you can get serious results while having fun in your business. It's now time to join today's conversation with Kim and Carrie. Kim, I need your help. Yes, Kerry. I think we've been having a couple of conversations about team members in the last couple of episodes, and I think it's about time we spoke about growing our team. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Carrie. I'm thinking growing pains. Oh, no, not growing pains. Let's try and avoid that. Although that could maybe, actually, maybe that does come into this a little bit, Kim. I think it's painful, Carrie, when we're changing. Like change, even when it's good, is hard. And we have to know that up front so we don't quit in the middle. But Kim, I love change. Do you, Carrie? When I'm changing stuff, yes, I love it very much. If someone else changes it on me and moves my cheese, not so much. I need to digest that for a little bit, I'll be honest. But if I'm making the changes, I'm okay. I'm giggling, Carrie, because like, I think if you ask most people, they would say that they like change and then the evidence is to the otherwise. <laughs> and it's because of the moving the cheese part. <laughs> is, yeah, there's there's a lot of cheese to be moved. And I like cheese, but anyway. That's not why we're here, Kim. It's not about cheese. So we're going to talk about growing our team. And just for the record, if anyone hasn't read the... It's a short read, but if you haven't read them, Who Moved My Cheese? It's definitely worth the read because it helps you understand how we react to things. <laughs> so... Yes, Carrie, growing our team is very exciting, very um, hopeful, I think, is part of it. You know, you're excited because you're growing in a way that will help you do more things. But there is a growing pain when you are growing your team. Why, Kim? Anything to do with change that involves people... And we're people, Carrie. We got to remember we're that to do. You you have some things to learn, and even if you have a position, I'm going to call it on your team that is very specific. You've done a good job of getting the description. You've done a good job of getting the instructions. Each human that you bring into that position, still there's some variables. So it's still that learning curve of getting to know what someone understands, even if you're very clear. It's your job as the leader, your job as the one that's hiring somebody to do something on the team. It's your job to become clear and clear and clear where whoever comes in is understanding what you're asking for. So Kim, are you referring to different humans in the respect of like, I like to watch things on YouTube. I don't read books. <laughs> yeah. are, are we talking are we talking to that kind of, like different learning different ways that humans learn and different ways we take in information and different ways we process information as to the result that's gonna come out? Is is that what you're kinda of talking about? Absolutely, Carrie. 
So, Kim, I think you should grab your bucket and I'll grab my boom gate and let's just take a quick little break. What do you think? Perfect, Carrie. We'll be back in a minute. This podcast is sponsored by Fire Up Groundwork Brigade Mastermind. Are you an entrepreneur who is focused on making an impact? But you haven't figured out how to make an income doing it? We spent years trying to figure out how to do both. And we realized the business adventure is not a one-size-fits-all. I'm Kim White. I'm the founder and fierce leader of the My Sexy Business team. And I'm Carrie Zab, Aussie bucket of swearing sunshine. But not in this podcast. And she's a brilliant entrepreneur, by the way. We both understand how it feels to believe we are the only ones who can't figure things out. So we decided to join forces so we could get in the trenches with you. We lead a very special mastermind group so you can be confident in strategically implementing the right things in the right order so that you too can get the best possible results. We cover a variety of topics based on what you need, including building a business that you own and doesn't own you. We even address things like social media strategy and simple tech solutions. If you would like to meet other entrepreneurs who are living proof of what is possible, Come and join us, and the link is in the show notes. Oh, that's better, Kim. I've opened up the boom gates. Have you got your bucket? <laughs> I do, Carrie, I do. Now, where were we, Carrie? Um... <laughs> oh, there it is. In case anyone doesn't know what that sound was, that was Carrie rewinding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kim. I'm sure that needed explanation. <laughs> Here's the thing is, you know, sometimes we can make the judgment on someone who has come onto the team of that they're not getting it. Like you've given them just instructions and you don't understand why they're not getting it. And maybe you've done it all in words. Like you talk about that all the time, Carrie. Maybe it's all written out. It's paragraphs and it's lengthy and they're not processing it because they're not, that's not their way they learn. But if you have a video where you say, push this button, go here next, do that thing, that may be their learning style or their learning. um, I'm trying to think of what you would call it, like, because I'm very visual. I can read instructions. I can do those things. But if you show me something, I am quicker to catch on. If I can do it myself with you, that helps me catch on. Like there's just some processing that all humans have to do. And when we are giving instructions to a new team member, this is where the part of slowing down, making sure that they really understand. And if you don't know the process yet, you don't know what it looks like, just say that up front. Let's do this together. Let's figure this out together. But it does take more time, Carrie. I can see that, Kim, and I'm just having a moment over here wondering why Okia don't have video tutorials for their furniture rather than those silly bits of paper that get lost in the packaging, if they're in there at all, that put all the pieces together because I'd go and look up a video if they just showed me, put this there and do that. And and I'm I'm visual, but I'm (laughs) hands-on. Don't give me a book. Don't give me paragraphs to read, show me what to do, or give me the ability to figure it out for myself. 
But knowing what the result is, knowing what we're going for at the end, you know, by doing X, Y, and Z will give us this. So I need, I need the end result, but I need to physically do it myself because I'll take it in in a repetitive type of nature, in a in a bit of a, a sequence almost. Like there's there's more than just the visual, and and I think a lot of us are like this, where it is once we've actually done it, we remember it or much closer to rather than reading a script for it. So, oh, I love all the humans. <laughs> well, and I, I will say, Carrie, I know there's probably other things, other learning styles and stuff, but for me, and to keep it simple, because we know I'm the kindergarten princess, like I have to have it simple, is I think about people as being visual, auditory, or tactile. And I know there's combos of all those things, but if somebody is visual, they need to be able to see what it is. And if you're putting a new process in place, which I will be honest, we're doing some of that right now and you know, on the team, we're, we have some growing pains going on because we don't have the processes for some of the things we're doing. We're doing something new. And when you're growing your team, a lot of times it's because you're implementing a new part of your business or doing something at a higher level. And you have to be willing to train or, you know, spend extra time because I I want to speak back to, you know, the previous episode where we talked about it it does take more upfront. We have it in our head that we just want to say, okay, here's this and we drop and go. That's not good delegating. Good delegating is, this is what I expect. This is how to get it done. You know, it's all the details. It's all the steps. It's all the things to give them the ability to do the whatever. I feel like on a growing team, this is just part of it is, Carrie, what are you going to be able to help me figure out in the process as you, you know, as you do things with me? So it might be messy and people shy away from the messy because they're busy. But when you grow your team to take things off your plate, even new things, what magic happens in that? Because you now are multiplying your awesomeness in other humans. Like other humans can come in and do things that they may have a better idea than you do. They may have a better process than you do. They may have something going on that, you know, that you haven't thought of yet. And you have to be okay, still have to keep that ego in check because, you know, all of us want to be the one. But I think that that's an important part of this is knowing it takes a little bit more effort up front, but the effort is so worth it in the benefits. Well, and Kim, you've kind of brought some other ideas to my brain for this episode because one of the things that I've witnessed and done myself as a business owner is sometimes we think moving people in our team, so when we already have a team and we have a team of people, sometimes maybe say someone leaves, someone leaves the team and there's a position that's a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more, you know, of a heavy lift. Sometimes we automatically look at who we've got in the team as to who we can promote into that position. 
And one of the things that I've seen and done in the past is where someone's promoted because they're next in line type of thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm using air quotes for you guys. You can see me. You, can, you, you guys saw the air quotes. <laughs> but they're next in line. So they get promoted into that position. They may not be ready. They may not be the right person for that promotion. They may not be ready for those roles and responsibilities that are coming their way. But naturally, sometimes we just gravitate to that as a decision to promote someone who's already in the team, being the next in line, there's the air quotes, guys, um, because it's maybe it's easy. Sometimes I think we take the easy card on that one rather than, and maybe also we're a little bit concerned if we bring in someone new into a team that that's going to ruffle feathers because you didn't promote that person that maybe they think they're next in line. So there's all those human feels out there too, Kim. So, Terry, you are being very um, observant in, in the fact that, that that is a trajectory on a team that is dangerous because no one... So I think it's like kind of corporate versus entrepreneur and, and like a different way of thinking. So corporate, I think you are expected to step up into the next role. You're expected to do the next thing. I think entrepreneur-wise, what is it that you like doing? What does your team like to do? Yeah. Like, don't just expect to plug somebody in because they're on the same team. They may hate doing what the person that just left was doing. And then you have this unrealistic expectation of them. They have an unrealistic expectation of what that position holds. So I think being very clear with yourself first, you know, because it comes from you first, being very clear about these are the things that need to be done. This, this is the position. This is what it requires. Is anybody interested on the team? I do love when we can promote the team. We have a rule on our team of to make yourself promotable. You know, corporate-wise, I think a lot of times people are scared to make themselves promotable because they're afraid that means replaceable. And on our team, it's not about replacing somebody. It's about helping somebody level up. It's about making them promotable. Maybe you've been doing, you know, and I'll use the blogs as an example. Maybe you've been doing the blogs for a few years, and now it's time for you to train somebody. You know, now it's time for you to step up to another place. I think being promotable is a very sexy thing. And you can always tell if somebody's attitude is right when they're not always trying to elbow their way to the top, but they're willing to level up and they're willing to help whoever's coming along on the team by sharing what they know and helping them. Like, I think that that's an attitude and a character thing. I will tell you, Carrie, I have a different rule than a lot of people for the team. I would rather have character than skills. We can train skills. We can't train character. So when you're growing a team, I think you have to not get in a hurry and just add, you know, add people to fill spot, but to really find the right people for those spots. And Kim, I agree with that because, well... I hope this is okay, and if not, I'll edit it out, but bums on seats does not result in great things. And a lot of the times when we do that, 
we start to create a revolving door. And we don't mean to. We don't want to. The last thing we want is new people coming in and people leaving and and that rotating door. But that's what I've seen happen. When you move someone, like I mentioned before, about just promoting someone because they're next in queue, that's what happens. More often than not, I've seen that result in not only that team member leaving and you kind of, you, you watch this sometimes and go, oh my God, they were amazing a year ago and now they're gone. And then you look at what happened in between and they were maybe pushed into more responsibility. Maybe their role changed. That happens a lot too. Like you were saying, Kim, if we, if we shift our humans too much, that causes disruption and not necessarily growth and new learning experience. Some people like what they do and they're more than happy to do what they like rather than give me everything. But I love what you said a minute ago, Kim, about that character of someone that's willing to show someone else and teach someone else and share what they've learned and the, and the little intricacies and tips and tricks with someone else. That is absolutely a glowing team member that, yeah, you can't you can't look past that that is just it's beautiful to witness I think well I probably shouldn't say this out loud Carrie because I'm telling some of my secrets that I don't want someone to apply for our team and know these secrets but I am going to share we have a process that we call team 30 60 and 90 and then we have what I call the forever team so when people come on we put them through Team 30. Team 30 is basically they might be applying for one thing, but we give them a whole list of things to try out. We just want you to see what you like. We want to see what you're good at. We want to see, you know, just we want to get to know you a little bit on Team 30. If you make the cut to go to Team 60, then you have different things to try out. Are you good at this, you know, this thing or that thing? Are do you like this? Are you just doing it because you're comfortable? You've never learned how to do this other thing, but then all of a sudden you discover you like it. Like so it's a little bit I will say it gets a little more complicated as you go along just to see what someone is capable of. Because a lot of times people will come in with no experience, which is the case most of the time with us. They don't come in with the experience of what we do. And so we want to give them a chance to see character-wise if they're someone who's willing to take a risk, if they're confident enough to speak up and say, hey, you know, hey, I have this idea, if they're able to work on a team because the first thing that happens on a team, a true team, that, then that term is used loosely a lot of times, Carrie, but if someone is not going to share or not going to help someone else, that's not our flavor. You know, I don't want someone passing off their job for somebody else to do all the time. That's not it either. But I do want our team to work together because we have deadlines to meet, but life happens to all of us. So if life is happening for one person on the team, I want the rest of the team to rally. Like, that's one of the things I feel like we are known for team-wise is we rally. We rally together to get something done. We rally, you know, together to help someone who, like, for instance, right now, we have a sweet little mama who has had a baby. She's 
you know, she was off. She's she's working less than usual now. It, to us, we planned ahead to make sure that it was no strain on the team, but it also was no unnecessary pressure for her because there's no reason to stress her out over when are you coming back? Like, you know, hurry up, hurry up when that's not what kind of business we are. And so I think that when you're hiring someone for the team or you're considering someone for the team, I think you should test that a little bit, test the character a little bit, test the teamwork a little bit. Um, I used to do something, and I know you're going to laugh at this, Carrie. This was back in the in-person days. This We're virtual like now. But in the in-person days, I would always take a new hire to lunch or to dinner intentionally. And I would, I would test them with the waiter. So I would have the waiter do something that annoyed them because I wanted to see if they got ugly with the waiter. I wanted to see if they got ugly about something or like, because if someone will speak poorly or ugly to someone that they deem is less than them, they're not my flavor. Like, they're just not. And so those are some of the things that are may sound silly, but they can save you heartache. They can save you hours and hours of what I would consider pretend team members. They, they can tell you about their want to. Like, if their want to is broken, it doesn't matter what great skills they have. If their want to is broken, they're not doing it. So lots of things to consider when growing. And Kim, I love the fact that you used to take them to lunch or to dinner because I had a similar method in the in-person days and I would take them to the local cafe when it was busy. I wanted to even see them just walk through a crowd. Like I was watching every single step, the way they interacted with people that were serving them, the way they interacted while they were waiting for a cop. We didn't sit down in the cafe. We would grab takeaways to go back to the office, but just just watch them out, you know, and see how they were around people, to people, in, in all the circumstances. Because, you know, there'd be people with prams coming in doorways. Did they open the door for the for the mum with the pram? You know, did how, how are they in those social settings can tell you a lot about a person. And that was outside the workplace. But that was my little test, Kim. I love that we're so similar, Carrie, like so much. And I do want to do a quick translation. If you don't know what a pram is, you might call it a stroller. (laughs) (laughs) So we are trying, we try really hard to like make sure the translations are all in here. But I love that that's what it's called, Carrie. But I want to make sure anybody who's going, wait, what? A what now? (laughs) Yeah. I don't want him to get sidetracked from the team conversation, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't don't just ignore the prams, the strollers, no. all the things. Yeah. <laughs> well, Carrie, what would you give like if somebody is listening and they have maybe they have a tiny team or even one, maybe maybe they have one person on their team and they've decided to add another team member. What would be your best advice for them to think about before they they make the move because I do think we need to move. I think we need to do things, but I think that there's some pretty hardcore things we need to consider for this. My biggest tip, Kim, and, and I'm painting a picture here, say you've got one team member, 
your business is small and you've got one team member and you're going to bring in team member number two. When our businesses are small, I think it's more likely to be a disruptor than when there's more people. I think more people kind of, I don't know, there's something about, I'm, I'm thinking of waves at the beach and the way the sand shifts with the, more people move differently and react differently to a smaller team. So for some reason, I've got this visual in my head, Kim, that we've got one team member, we're bringing in another. And I think there's a significant change in dynamic if you don't do it well, or if you bring in polar opposite people, if you've got, and, and I'm just going to put it out there how, how it could go, if you've got an, an introverted, shy person in your team and someone that's really big and, and loud and, and forthcoming is the next person in your team, there could be a significant clash in that, in that environment all of a sudden because of those polar opposites. Likewise, if you've already got a big personality in your team and you bring in the shy, introverted person, that's another significant change. So I feel like we need to be conscious of so many layers when we're adding people to our team. I think it's those dynamics that can shift and change so quickly if we're not careful. And, and that goes right through, Kim. It's not just the people and the personalities, but the tasks that people are doing. You know, who is this person to that person? Where, where does everybody sit? Where does, do people feel threatened? Do people feel insecure all of a sudden because there's a new person in the team? Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's such a critical time that needs to be managed really well. And my biggest advice, Kim, is slow and steady wins that race. If you rush and you try to, you know, fill that chair really quickly and put that bum on the seat really quickly, may not go according to plan. So I think slow and steady and just careful decision-making process and being ultra clear to everyone. I love that advice, Carrie. One of the things I think of when you say that is, you know, that I think leadership is contagious. I think when you bring somebody in and you don't have that, and a lot of people want to talk about the lateral of a team. I don't value anyone on our team more than another human. I, I don't. But there is a hierarchy. Somebody has to be in charge so that the next person feels secure in what they're learning and doing. Somebody else needs to be in charge of maybe a different section of the team. Somebody. So when you start getting into bigger numbers of the team, I think it's really important that you set that boundary of this is who can have access to you as the leader. This is who has access to the next layer of leaders. This is who has access. So with your example, Carrie, one of the things that happened to me a long time ago was that I had somebody that was almost, and you know, we talked about team versus posse. They were team, but they were kind of crossing over to posse as well, as far as they were they were really like we were hanging out a lot. We had a lot to do and and we were hanging out a lot. But when we went to add someone else in, 
they felt like our friendship was at risk. They felt like the time I was spending helping the other person learn a completely different part of our business, I no longer like them and it hurt their feelings. That came from my, I'm going to call it poor leadership. That came from me not understanding that that's contagious. I needed to not include them in everything because I don't need to include everybody in every meeting and like all of that, but I needed to have that open conversation. I needed to say out loud, your position is safe. This is a different thing and it's going to take me some extra time over here versus just doing it and, and assuming they understood that. And Kim, that comes back to the classic mind reading scenario that we all fall into. We know what we know what's going on. Well, mm-hmm. we just expect those brain waves to travel through everyone else's heads as well, and and they know what's going on. And I think it's just that whole communication. Sometimes, sometimes we can over communicate, but you know what? I'd rather do that and over communicate, and probably you know have people roll their eyes at me like tell me this again type of thing rather than not have it come out at all because we we have all these thoughts in our head that just jumble around and we just expect everyone to pick them up and sometimes we forget to speak him it's true Carrie it is true I I say all the time that you know if if you don't know it I think you already know it because if I know it I think you already must know it like (laughs) I, I feel like that's part of the the problem with my thinking sometimes is I think you're smarter than I am. So I think, you know, before I know. Yeah. And that's not true. It's not possible. And it's not that somebody's not smarter because they are. It's that they don't know what I'm thinking. There's no way for them to know, like without saying it out loud. So saying out loud things, talking too much sometimes is actually good. Because you can also, when you're adding a team member, if they're in a hurry and they're not listening, they're going to actually execute poorly. They're going to do things not in a great way if they're not listening. So that's another thing when you're adding a team member. See if they're listening. See if they're paying attention or if they're constantly getting part of the instructions, running with it, and then they have to go back and correct it because they didn't pay attention. Because in the long run, that's going to cost you way more money. So, Kim, what am I thinking right now? I'm thinking that you're thinking that this episode is over and I need to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't quite. I wasn't thinking it like that, Kim, but I was thinking that we probably should wrap it up so we don't explode our listeners' brains too much. (laughs) But before we do, Kim, was there anything else? that we need to cover. I think just considering the contagious for a team member, what do you want more of? Go towards that. What you want less of, stay away from that. (laughs) And that's it, Carrie. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Well, Kim, I can't wait to chat with everyone again next week. Me either, Carrie. Love y'all. Thank you for joining Kim and Carrie in today's conversation of Buckets and Boomgates. Don't forget to follow the show to be the fly on the wall for future episodes, and they can't wait to chat with you next week.